It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, leave us a five-star review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It's your girls, it's Michaela, and it's Tristan. Tristan, I missed you. I was so sad I wasn't here last week. Um, I missed you, but more importantly, I'm glad you survived a week without <laughs> cell phone service and probably like normal working toilets and things like that because you were <sighs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was in the middle of the mountains with no cell service, which was the hardest part. The second part was no air conditioning. The third part was the toilet situation was horrible, but I won't go into details about that. So I'm surprised that I'm alive. But hey, I made it. We're here, baby. And today is a great day because it is the one year anniversary of PHNX. That's right, guys. You have been rocking with us for a whole year. We are so grateful for our PHNX family. This year has literally flown by so fast. We are celebrating today with our new studios. As you can see, Tristan and I are not in our new studios, but that is because we had so many shows today. We had to do a little rearranging. So we will be broadcasting live from our new studios next week, but we have to give a huge, huge, huge thank you to More Furniture for hooking up our entire office with the most beautiful furniture and studio equipment that we could have ever asked for. They gave us everything that we needed to get our new studio right and looking good. So thank you to More Furniture. They are done and we can't wait to show you guys what the new studios look like. If you saw our shows earlier today, you saw one of the new studios, but we have so much more to show you and that will be to come very shortly. Make sure to check out More Furniture at morefurniture.com for any and all of your furniture needs. I also finally got to watch a game in our recliners <laughs> from more furniture. Yep. And I did not want to get up and actually do some work for our rundown last night. I was like, no, I'm posted up here for the rest of the night. I could have slept there and wouldn't have known the difference between my bed and that comfy reclining chair. So thank you so much more furniture. Yep. Huge shout out to more. And we also have to give a shout out to our friends at Snakes and Lattes because we had our all staff meeting there yesterday and it was lit. Oh my God. It was so much fun. Snakes and Lattes is a great place to go. If you want to grab a coffee or a beer, sit down with your friends and play any and every board game you can think of under the sun. They've got it at Snakes and Lattes. We played Hughes and Clues, which is a big favorite of mine. We also played, what was that last game? It wasn't Scattergories. Oh, shoot. What is it? It's like Scattergories. Oh, it's uh, not taboo. Dang it. it. I, literally my favorite. I, I might even be able to find it on my Amazon search because I looked up to buy <laughs> the game. So I wonder if it's like still in there. It uh, no, it's not. Dang it. I can't remember what in the world it was, but it was the most fun I have ever. And I'm not even just saying this. I had not known about that game. It was the most fun I have ever had playing a game. And I wish yeah. so badly we could remember <laughs> what game that was. We were in stitches. We were laughing so hard. So thank you so much to Saints and Lattes for having us out for our all staff meeting. The cappuccinos were to die for. The games. I do have it in my Amazon. I do have it in my Amazon. It was on my phone. What um, is it? Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Oh my God. It was so much fun. We were literally in stitches, like tears streaming down our eyes, laughing, crying because we had such a good time. So thank you to Snakes and Lattes for having us out. Cheerson, it is our one year anniversary of PHNX. Can you believe it? 
dude, this year flew by. Are you kidding me? I cannot believe it's already been a year, but it's been such a fun year. I just like cannot express how much fun we have had just going through the experience of together starting something from scratch and everybody being like oh what are we doing like this is all brand new to to where we are now and knowing that we have so much in front of us um and then connecting with all of you guys and growing our phnx family over the year it's just been an absolute blast yeah it has been something really special to see I can't believe we're already at the year mark. You know, I, you and I both went to school here. We went to college out here. We both got our degrees in journalism. And to say that the Arizona landscape was lacking some media presence in a new way is an understatement. And being able to kind of fill that gap, connect Arizona sports communities with each other and with all of you especially has been one of the coolest things I think I've ever been a part of. It's meant the world to me to get to expand that Arizona sports fandom and to meet all of you guys at our events. Speaking of our events, Cheerson, there are so many we had in this past year that were awesome. My favorite was probably the Cardinals block party we did with Bird Gang Travel Club. We did a takeover of the Coyotes Arena, the last game at Glendale. We got a whole bus together. Um, There's just been so many great moments. Our Suns Playoffs watch party was epic. There were so many of you guys out there. And um, there's many more events to come, including this weekend. We're going to have a Sun Devils watch party with our friends at Four Peaks down in Tempe. We're also going to be doing a tailgate with Bird Gang Travel for the Chiefs-Cardinals game on Sunday. So if you haven't gotten into one of these events yet, we definitely encourage you to come out because they are so much fun. And it is the easiest way to make friends because we're all Arizona sports fans. So we're all in the same boat when it comes to being suffering, (laughs) optimistic sports fans. (laughs) So... The events are probably the most fun things that we do just because it's the atmosphere is always amazing. It's always surrounding ourselves with you guys. We get to chat with, interact with. We always are watching games of some sort, whichever sport it is, and then food, drinks. And so for sure, those have all been a highlight of my year. I'm going to throw you under the bus a little bit because the picture. Oh, no. I didn't realize it until after the fact that, uh, listen, we all know that you're from Colorado. And so like you do sometimes cheer for the Rockies. Well, I have a, of a before and after of how far we've come. It's my favorite story to tell of how you and I came to know each other. So we've got a before this is like three, four years ago now of, uh, you as my intern, we're out at a, a baseball game to now. And uh, oh, so the middle one is you and I years ago. Look at baby Mackie. Obviously, really I was so little. We'll forgive her for that. Uh, <laughs> so now being co-workers and, you know, out at SoFi Stadium, that was before we started hosting TPSP. So like you and I have had quite the journey as well from uh, from from you, you know, interning with me to us being co-workers, which we thought was great, to now uh, being co-hosts uh, on this show. So it's been a wonderful ride uh, with everybody here at PHNX, but obviously I have a special bond with you, Mackie, my former intern. So that's been a, a blast to be able to get to do that with you. <laughs> You're going to make me cry. I didn't know you were going to do that. Why did you do that? <laughs> it's fine it's fine I'm not crying nobody's crying I'm not crying nobody look at me (laughs) 
I didn't know you that was coming, everybody. That was a surprise. Um, oh my god, I love you oh, so much. Back up, she's crying. Let her wipe no. her tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I mean, how lucky are we that we get to be best friends? We get to host a show together. We get to work together every day, and what a journey we went on. I love it. I love that story for us. <laughs> Elizabeth said, this, "This is so cute." Minus the Rockies jersey. I should. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just blurted out for you. I mean, that's the first photo I think we, unless there was something we took that I no longer have, but that was the first photo I could find of us. So, yeah. unfortunately, we were rooting for the wrong team. But whatever. I'm sorry, guys. I can't help that. I was born in Colorado. I'm cursed, just like the rest of you are. <laughs> It's not much better. Um, A few more things to talk about, but I think that sort of just um, that's the gist of the last year was just really having so much fun getting to connect with all of you and getting to connect with everybody here within Peach and X. Like we say, oh, we're like one big family um, within and then also just like our extended family with everybody who's involved with the network. And um, so, but like, it's just been an absolute blast to get to grow within PHNX because we genuinely do like love each other. And it's so much fun. It's like, we are are genuinely one big family. I feel like I get like that. It, it's such a cliche thing to do, but, or to say, but it's so true. Yeah, it really is. You guys are like my family. So I'm super glad that all of you are a part of this journey too. We like to have fun together. We like to make fun of each other together. Shout out to our guy, Johnny, for not being able to ever chug a beer. He's never going to live that down. Um, so it's been it's been a great ride. Cheers. It's been fun. It has, yes. I was going to bring up Johnny in this whole thing, but I think we can just go ahead and bypass that. <laughs> I already am crying tears, so we'll just leave it as it is. I actually had like one little tear. When I saw you tearing up, I did have like one little tear that I was like, wow, get that out. <laughs> Uh, whenever I, I see people cry, I cry. I think someone in the comments said that too. It's such a thing. Like I'm such an empathetic, like crier. It's horrible. Um, anyways, well, before we get into our main topic of the day, we have an exciting new partnership that we have to tell you guys about that we are super thrilled about. And that is game time. We're all about Arizona sports here, obviously. And what better way to help connect you to Arizona sports than with partnering with Game time. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there like me. If you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. It's the best way to support us by buying your tickets through the show link, through the link in our description of our show. Go get your tickets from game time because they are cheap. And that's the best. <laughs> it's 60% or up to 60% for me. Like not only does it fit me because I don't like making plans ahead of time. I like leaving my schedule flexible. Like maybe I want to go to the game. Maybe I really want to go to one of our viewing parties instead or whatever the case is. Like I like to get, I like to get to the weekend and be like, okay, like now I'll go ahead and make plans. And then when I can save money because I'm a procrastinator, that's yes. the app for me. It's the best. So click that link in our show notes and go get your tickets to Diamondbacks games, the Cardinals games, then the Suns start playing and the Coyotes start playing. Go get your tickets. And speaking of events and planning ahead, like I said, we're going to be out at Four Peaks 
uh, tomorrow, starting at 3.30 for our ASU watch party. They have a 115-inch screen television projector thing for us to all watch the game on. You guys, you have to come out and watch the ASU versus Oklahoma State game with us. You can get all the chicken tendies you can eat and the best beer on the planet. I can't even tell you how excited I am to drink a cold, hazy IPA tomorrow while I'm stuffing my face with chicken tendies and watching the Sun Devils win and beat Oklahoma State. It's free to come. So go to our social channels, phnx underscore Sun Devils. Go to fourpeaks.com, RSVP. Make sure you save a spot for yourself, but we'd love to see you out there partying with us as the Sun Devils hopefully beat the Cowboys. I'm not going to lie. Um, if they have their pumpkin porter on tap, I'm going to dive right into that tomorrow. Yes. So I it's like the time it. of the year, baby. Yes, absolutely. I've been looking forward to that all week. Um, but as always, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. All right, let's get into the meat of the show. Highs and lows starting with the Arizona Cardinals because football is back, baby. Woo! Loved watching the Rams lose on Thursday night football yesterday to kick off the NFL oh, season. Yeah. Uh, it felt so turn- good. <laughs> but now we turn our attention to uh, the Cardinals. And, it, you know, obviously we're very excited that we get to watch some meaningful football. Not so excited when your team is already experiencing an enormous amount of injuries to get the season going. So uh, the high is obviously, hey, we are excited for the season. uh, And it is hit with an immediate low, unfortunately, uh, to even rattle off all the injuries that the Cardinals are facing right now is like, I need, I need like a second. So do you, should I just get right into it so that we can go for it? Okay. Hit us with it. Whew. All right, so first we've got Rondale Moore, who suffered a hamstring injury yesterday in practice. He's getting an MRI today, but Cliff said earlier that he gives him a 50-50 chance on whether he's actually going to play. So if that doesn't happen, you've got Greg Dorch that's going to likely step in on that slot role. And then Zach Ertz, although he was back at practice after suffering an ankle injury, uh, he's likely going to be a game-time decision Uh, Although Kingsbury hopes that he can contribute in some way on Sunday. So if you just take a look at the Cardinals best pass catchers, we obviously knew that DeAndre Hopkins uh, is not going to play the first six games of the season. Um, Thank God Hollywood Brown is healthy, but then you've got Rondale Moore with the hamstring and then Zach Ertz with a calf injury. So even if we do end up seeing them, it's going to be in a limited role and that does not necessarily bode well for the Cardinals passing game. So that's just the pass catchers. Then you've got the pass rushers. <laughs> oh boy. Jeez, we're still going. <laughs> I'm still going. Uh, Marcus oh. Holden dropped a 50 pound uh, kettlebell on his toe, cracked that sucker. Um, Kingsbury also hoping that he can contribute in some way on Sunday, but is all if he is good to go, it'll be in a limited role. Um, congrats to Golden. He did sign a one-year extension today for what that's worth through 2023. So we love having the junkyard dog around for an additional season, but we wish that he was a full go um, come Sunday. So that's another question mark. Um, you know, I mean, he could he could say, you know what, I feel really good. And today he was talking to to media and he was like, yeah, no, I feel really good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out there again. He could get out there and play one snap and then be like, eh, not good, not good. So like- even if <laughs> – even if these 
people are like good to go. It's like for for how long, what contribution can they really make? They're not at full strength. You've got JJ Watt still day to day, day to day, didn't practice. He's dealing with a calf injury. And then kind of lastly, the 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 last group that's really been hit hard is the cornerback room. And Cliff said today that the depth there is a bit scary going into week one. I think everybody would agree that that's a great way of putting it. Obviously, we know Antonio Hamilton uh, out for the first four games. He had that cooking incident. Um, and so Marco Wilson slid into a starting role. But your backup, Trayvon Mullen, who you brought in for depth, didn't practice today. He is likely not going to be a good, uh, good to go. Um, and so it's just like, yeah, that's scary too. Um, Justin Pugh also to throw that in there, dealing with a neck injury. So oh my God, Jersey, no more, no more. I, that's it. That's it. That's no, that's the injury. Oh, okay. And Lord we haven't Almighty. even played a game. We haven't played a game. Oh, I don't even want to think about this. Oh, my God. This is so sad. I'm so excited that football is back, and I'm riding that football high, and then all of a sudden here come the Cardinals with their laundry list, injury list, just making me sad. This sucks. That is seriously like a concern, and obviously it is a horrible time for that to happen when you're matching up against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who are going to have an electric offense. Um, I'm a little concerned, Cheers. I'm a little worried. By the way, that electric offense over on the other side, uh, every single player, every player on the Chiefs' 53-man roster practiced this morning. So you're going up against a fully healthy Chiefs team as well when you've got this going on. Not Not good. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, why can't we have anything nice? Why? Why can we not have anything nice in the state? <laughs> it's certainly not anyone's fault, but if you just take no. a look at like, like, listen, injuries happen in practice, but you even take a look at like dropping a kettlebell on your foot and then like a cooking oil incident too. like some of these injuries, like, again, like there's no blame or anything like that. I'm not like that. That's not the point of bringing that up, but like you not only have your normal injuries that happen in practice or camp or preseason or whatever, but then you're throwing in some like freak incidents as well. That's like keeping guys either out or not at full strength to start the season. And it's just like, why why us <laughs> you yeah. know why us needs to be like a shirt or something like that because that's just like the motto of Arizona sports fans at this time instead Ugh. of why not us just x out the not and then just have why us left. <laughs> uh, I mean yeah like this is just the story of our lives at this point like we can't have anything nice the start of football is here and it gets dampened with the injury list but I mean I think this is going to show the how next man up mentality the Cardinals have. Like if they can somehow, you know, get this win and rally, like it's going to be huge morale booster. The fact that they can do it with so many people at like half capacity or not playing at all. So it's definitely going to be a gut check moment for this team. Um, I'm hoping to see some big moments of leadership from Kyler Murray out there on the field, trying to make sure that his teammates are on the same page, ready to go that like the holes, even though they have them aren't showing um, so it's going to be interesting to see. We might need a little voodoo magic. Carly Davis 
Uh, shout out to my girl, Carly, our girl, Carly, in the comments saying, Sean McVay gets married and starts the season with a loss. She guess she'll have to postpone her wedding with Cliff for the sake of Cardinals fans. Carly, come through. <laughs> Help out our Cardinals fans because we need a little bit of voodoo magic if we're going to get this win. Is Carl in the chat? It's our Carl. Hey, girl. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's going to be a gut check moment for the Cardinals. They've never wait with Kyler Murray. They've never lost a home open as uh, of the season opener, right? Cheers. Am I saying that right? They've never lost with Kyler Murray the first game of the season. Yeah, I believe so. So uh, maybe there's some magic there that can help get the Cardinals a win on uh, on Sunday. I don't know, but they're gonna have to pull some some rabbit out of the hat uh, with the with the state of this team against the Chiefs. <laughs> This definitely isn't a game that I'm just saying, like, listen, the Chiefs are really good. We're really banged up. It doesn't matter what happens other than nobody else getting injured. I obviously want the Cardinals to be competitive and to win this game. But we like the Cardinals cannot suffer any more injuries week one. Like this team needs to get healthy. It feels like we're we're like at the end of the season when the Cardinals are just like all banged up. Like, how are we starting the season like this? It needs to we need to go in the opposite, like turn it around and go in the opposite direction. So uh, listen, I hope that they're able to be competitive, but I also hope that they do not suffer any more injuries. I hope Golden and Ertz, if they do get in, doesn't get any worse. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, let's get in and out of this game healthy as well. So, like, in addition to being competitive and hopefully winning, like, let's get out of this game healthy uh, as well. Um, over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they are six-point underdogs in this game, and it's expected to be a shootout. They actually have the highest over-under point total not for week one, not just on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but for all sportsbooks for week one. So again, like this is expected to be the highest wow. out of any game week one. And rightfully so. I mean, if you're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, especially when you got a banged up defense, you're going to have to, uh, you know, go head to head offensively. And naturally that's going to turn into a shootout. Hopefully the Cardinals can keep pace. Uh, with the Kansas City offense, but it's just such a big test. And I hope, I hope that they can just be competitive so that we're not starting the season off banged up with a blowout. And like, this is how, this is how we're getting off to the, the start of the new season. Yeah, the, the Cardinals defense might not be great and are lacking some key players due to injury, but the Chiefs defense is also not great. So I'm probably going to bang the over on that uh, over under because it's going to be it's definitely not going to be a matchup of defenses on the gridiron. Like it's going to be a shootout for sure. So if I'm a betting woman, which I am because I use the DraftKings Sportsbook app like you all should, I'm taking the over. <laughs> If you want to be like Michaela, football fans, whether you're a college football fan or an NFL fan, um, get over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it. Uh, specifically for week one of the NFL, uh, they're hooking you up. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That is bet $5 and you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It is simple. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. 
So if if they blow a 10 plus point lead and lose the game, still you still get money. <laughs> uh, so again, that's using the promo code PHNX over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for more details on that. All right, what what else we have here on highs? And we need a high, Tiersen. We need a high because that was that was a low, but we're gonna we're gonna go high now. You know what's a high? The Coyotes sharing an arena with ASU. And I don't give a shit what anybody else says about this arena situation. I'm looking at you, everyone in Canada. This is a great thing for the Arizona Coyotes, and I'll tell you why. This week, they said that they are expecting a sellout for every single game, and there is season ticket revenue is already up 50% for the Coyotes thanks to this arena situation. Now, look, we all know that the arena isn't very large. It's not even 10,000 seats big, but the fact that the Coyotes have already been able to exceed their ticket revenues from the previous year of playing at Gila River Arena, which is a big arena, is huge for this organization. And we are all realistic here on the the Phoenix Sports Podcast. We know that the Coyotes, like, they're in rebuild mode. Like, they are a rebuilding hockey team. They don't have the stars of the sport on the roster right now at this moment, they will in the coming years, but as of now they are rebuilding. So the fact that they get to play in this smaller arena, that's going to have an electric atmosphere and they've already increased on their ticket sale revenue is huge for this organization. I take this as a win any day, Cheerson. Yeah. I mean, you kind of touched on it, but if they can't sell out a tiny arena, we would have some problems. So that is hopefully to be expected, although expectations have been very low for this team. But the fact that they are increasing the revenue at the same time, and some of that probably has to do with ticket prices rising. So, um, you know, maybe some of that's to be expected. But I think that this just shows that their game plan is working and that this little arena, again, hopefully it'll be just for, they still haven't gotten a new deal done and things like that. So that's still up in the air, but hopefully it's just for a a few seasons and people are interested, like, Hey, they're only going to be here for a few seasons. This is going to be a really cool atmosphere. Let's make sure we get season tickets now it shows that like their plan is working and that people in Arizona love hockey. Otherwise this wouldn't happen. The ticket prices go up and you get into a smaller college arena and yet your revenue goes up and you're selling out. That's exactly where you want to be. Even though the situation isn't ideal, this just proves that the coyotes are heading in the right direction and that Mm -hmm. hockey belongs in Arizona, regardless of whatever the Canadians say or anyone else (laughs) around the NHL. Okay. Screw you, Canada. (laughs) The proof is in the money. All right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. Like this is where the coyotes need to be right now for the state of this organization. Like this is all good. This is all positive. I think the only maybe downside that you can point to is some people are probably going to get priced out of tickets um, according to this report on Yard Barker, um, the Coyotes' average ticket for a single game was $90 last year, and it's going to go up to about $170 this year. Um, in comparison, the average NHL ticket checks in at about $154, so it's even a little bit higher than the league average. 
So of course, with every positive, there is a negative and some people getting priced out of going to games is definitely a possibility, which sucks because Coyotes fans are, and I've said this once and I'll say it a million times, they are the most passionate fan base in Arizona and they definitely deserve to get to watch their team play. And if price is going to take that away from them, I feel for them for sure. Um, but just a little bit of a, I guess a downside to an overall good thing and the positives of moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, well said, and you know, hopefully we'll continue to see statistics like this that just prove that they're heading in the right direction. But yeah, I mean, you don't make a move like this and be able to head in that right direction without also having to raise prices and things like that. I mean, almost double is is quite a bit, but again, it's just for a small period of time. So everybody should just be like, okay, uh, good and bad. It's just for this small period of time. And then things are going to get better after the fact, but um, it, it's really cool to see that the coyotes are still having this sort of interest in success <clears throat> here in the Valley. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of a low with the coyotes, I do have one low that we do have to talk about because this is some big news. Um, according to Sportsnet, speaking of Canada, eh, um, Shane Doan is going to be taking a step back from his role with the Arizona Coyotes. Um, not a lot of information has been out there yet about necessarily what went into that decision or what's going on behind the scenes. Craig Morgan has an article up on gophnx.com right now that breaks down the situation a little bit more than the Sportsnet article does because, I mean, hello, Craig Morgan is the Arizona Coyotes reporter. So if you haven't read that yet, definitely go over to gophnx.com right now and sign up to be a member. You can get your first month for only 50 cents, or if you get an annual membership, you can get a free t-shirt. We've got lots of cool stuff in the PHNX locker for you to pick out. But Cheerson, this is definitely concerning because Shane Doan is Captain Coyote. He is the face of the Arizona Coyotes. When you think of the Coyotes, you think of Shane Doan. They're just very synonymous with each other. Um, and if he is taking a setback, which according to Sportsnet he is, it kind of makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes, if everything's okay. I just think like the last thing you want to do is upset Captain Coyote. There was already some sad things that happened with how his retirement went down. Um, I know that was a, a past regime, not the current regime that's in charge of the Coyotes, but I just don't want to see, I don't want to live in a world where Shane Doan isn't involved with the Arizona Coyotes because I think he is invaluable to the organization. Yeah, you would have to think that if he's taking a step back, there was some sort of either agreement that couldn't be reached about exactly what his role was or what he wanted to be or like whatever the case is. Um, and of course, this is all just like speculation because like my theory is, is like if he was taking a step back, like there was no taking a step back to do this. Like, because it wasn't followed up with, like, taking a step back to spend more time with his family and taking a step back to take this other job or, like, whatever. Like, since it was just taking a step back, like, my view of it is something, some agreement wasn't able to be made behind the scenes, whatever that looked like. And I just want Shane Doan to be happy. And <laughs> I I feel a little bit weird saying this because after the, like, after all it is a business and there are, I mean, different regimes. I mean, Shane Doan has literally experienced every, every single, single one. Regime. Yes. <laughs> um, every single one. <laughs> and so, but like, I feel like the organization, including ownerships, I feel like they owe him and fans here in the Valley more than what we're getting. I, I, I just want, 
him to be, like he said, like always to be a part of this organization. Mm -hmm. And he's certainly shown his loyalty through the good times and the bad and through a little bit of like betrayal, even with the way his Mm -hmm. retirement went down. Of course, we're talking about a different regime, but like through all of that, he has stuck around and has been willing to be the perfect spokesperson for this organization. And I just feel like we owe this guy and we owe this fan base a little bit more. And so again, I hate it because we're, we're just like, we don't really know what's going on, but Shane, I hope that you are always a part of this coyotes organization and don't like get hired by another. (laughs) Oh my God. I would die. Do not pass away. Oh my God. The day that, Oh my God. No, I'm not even speaking into existence. I can't, I can't think about it. Captain coyote will forever be captain coyote. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so hopefully everything works out on that end and he can come back to the organization when things work out better or the timing is right. Back to another high though, Cheerson. We've got to talk about the baby backs, the Diamondbacks, because there are a lot of exciting things to talk about when it comes to this team, including we got to see Corbin Carroll hit his first ever Major League Baseball home run on Wednesday when they were playing the Padres. And it was electric. I'm not even going to lie. I saw as soon as the bat hit the ball, I was like, that's gone, A. B, this is what we get to look forward to for so many years to come because he is just one of many players on the roster who have either debuted this year or debuted recently and are really young and are a part of the Diamondbacks' young core of players that are going to be stars. And I am freaking amped. Like, I just can't even tell you how excited I was watching him do that. Obviously, the dugout had a little bit of a different reaction. He got the classic silent treatment when he got back to the dugout <laughs> from Tori and his teammates. But I mean, geez, Tristan, there is just so many things to be excited about, specifically with the offense. Um, I think the Diamondbacks offense has really turned things around um, as the season has gone on. And just seeing them generate more offense in general and also seeing the young guys shine has been really cool to watch. Yeah, the baby backs have made this team a team that went from unwatchable to I can't turn the TV off. And they're not even in the playoff conversation right now. But you realize that you're getting a glimpse of what is to come. And that's so exciting. They're so entertaining to watch. It's fun. The dugout is electric, uh, playing jokes on each other, uh, celebrating with each other. Um, and it's just been an absolute blast to be able to watch and props to Mike Hazen because <laughs> I definitely had my doubts over the past few years of, you know, whether or not his approach was really, truly working and what this, the future of this franchise was really going to look like. And again, nothing has, we're still in a season where they're not making the playoffs. So like, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it seems like the approach that he has taken is definitely going to pay off. And I am so thankful we have those baby backs because I love to watch them. <laughs> I know. The baby backs are great. Speaking of baby backs, Dalton Varsho had his first career multi-home run game, the same to game. Corbin Carroll hit his first home run in Major League Baseball. Speaking of Mike Hazen, one move that seems to be really paying off for him is the decision to trade Jazz Chisholm for Zach Gallen because Zach Gallen won the National League Player of the Week This week, he is currently riding a 41 and a thirds scoreless inning streak, which is bananas, like actually bananas. Um, And Zach Gallen is just 
probably, I don't want to say, uh, I might get canceled for this. He is one of the best pitchers the Diamondbacks have ever had on their roster. Obviously, we still, he doesn't come close to the big unit. Stop saying that. I know, I, I know. I going to say something absolutely outrageous. And then you go and say, like, oh, Zach Gallon. Something kind of reasonable. It's fine. Okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that Zach Gallon is the second coming of the big unit. Obviously, there are many differences there. But I am saying he is an extremely, extremely talented pitcher. He is going to be the ace of this team so long as everything goes according to plan. And I'm really glad that Mike Hazen made that decision because the Diamondbacks have struggled and they have shown year after year for whatever reason, they really have a hard time developing pitching in their minor leagues. And so to have somebody like Gallen, who is an absolute stud on the mound is so encouraging. And I really feel like he is the, like he's the future of this team and he fits in so well with the baby backs timeline that as long as everything goes according to plan, I really feel like we're going to be seeing a successful Diamondbacks team for many years to come in a a few short years. (laughs) Yeah, so thankfully we're able to talk about some upside with starting pitchers. Oh, but when it comes (gasps) to the bullpen... (laughs) Don't even get me started. Josh, if you're in the comments... Go get my bullpen cart. I need to <laughs> go round up everybody in the bullpen because holy cow, they are a tragic poo storm of a bullpen. <laughs> so I do have a stat. I saw this on Twitter. Jake Anderson, a Diamondbacks beat writer, uh, tweeted this out just a couple of days ago saying the D-backs have now blown 21 of 50 save opportunities. So that's almost half of the save opportunities. And again, this was tweeted uh, like three days ago. Um and at nine games out of a wild card spot, that means that cleaning up just half of those would put the D-backs in the playoffs. Stop it right now. Stop it. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. That's really bad. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, if I was everybody else on the roster, I'd be going back to the bullpen and being like, what are we doing? Get your shit together. We could be in a playoff spot right now. Stop blowing saves. I'm looking at you, Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson. What is going on? Like, that is crazy to me that the Diamondbacks could be a playoff team if it weren't for their bullpen I just that enrages me that makes me feel so much anger in my small body oh that's so disappointing like why why does this have to happen to us yeah so obviously there are still things in the future like as as exciting as their offensive prowess is and will be to come and as exciting as Zach Gallen is as a, you know, the, the potential ACE moving forward, or I guess he would be the ACE moving forward. You still have um, a glaring weakness that is going to be needed to, that is going to be needed to be, what am I saying? That's needed, needed to, to be addressed. That's going to be needed to be addressed. Yeah, something like that. I know what you're trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. That that sentence is just not is just not working for uh, me. But they're gonna they're they're going to need to address that moving forward. And so, uh, yeah, definitely a, a lot of question marks that are hopefully going to be able to be addressed in this off season. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of new partners, we got to tell you guys about our newest, which is Underdog Fantasy. They are the easiest and the most fun way to spice up your football season. It's underdog fantasy time and it's their pick'em game time. 
Just look for your favorite or your least favorite players, stats between two and five players for your pick'em entry, and whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than the stat in this week's game. Get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. I love the Underdog Fantasy app. It's super user-friendly, really like easy to use and understand, especially for people who haven't tried it before. You guys have got to get on that app and you've got to get involved because it is like the perfect, perfect way to get involved with your sports teams, stay up to date with your sports knowledge, make a little money on the side. And uh, who doesn't love fantasy? Like, hello. I also am currently beating Kirsten in fantasy, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a Thursday game, okay? Like we have the whole weekend ahead of us. Yes, underdog is another way uh, just to get into fantasy sports, and it it doesn't just have to be football. Like you can create um, a a whole ticket of picks that are across whatever sport you want it to be. So it, it's it's super fun to be able to just play the game and keep track of all of your sports teams and all of the leagues that you follow. Um, just always just a great time. Just another way to have some fun while also rooting for your teams. If you want to be like us and try out the underdog fantasy app, you can search it in the app store or click the link in our show notes to sign up with promo code PHNX and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. You guys, now is the perfect time to go download the underdog fantasy app and sign up. But when you sign up, make sure you use promo code PHNX. That's underdog fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. (laughs) You know what you're going to end up saying by the end of the weekend, when you end up blowing your lead in fantasy. What's that? Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated that. Oh, my God. That was an all-timer. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. I, think I, I love OGs. I laughing in the background. Or I hope so, because that was quite... I thought it was awful. <laughs> That was so bad. You guys know and love them by now if you listen to the show. OGs is one of our favorites. They have the best scratch-made THC gummies in the entire state of Arizona. You've probably heard me speak about this a thousand times by now, but the orange creamsicle flavor gummies are to die for. They are my absolute favorite. I have a bag in my nightstand right now, and I'm probably going to take one after the show because it's Friday, and it's time to get those weekend vibes started. So make sure to enter our Flavoring Life sweepstakes. One winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle, which I already told you about, and the tropical flavors, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. You can sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. I can't say enough good things about OGs, guys. You have to try them out, especially if you love <laughs> those THC gummies. I see the comments and I'm trying not to laugh, but you know, you guys know the deal by now. We love OGs. OGs is legit. And I'm not going to be saying OGs because I'm going to beat Cheerson in fantasy because I'm already winning. So I'm just going to ride that high. <laughs> also, Sean, learn how to spell my name. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get into our last segment of the day, You, Me, or We, the segment where we take something that was trending throughout the week and we decide whether it was you, Michaela, me, Cheerston, or the both of us that would be the one, the most likely to do whatever it is that was done in this video. So first up, tennis player Jesse Pagula, who happens to be the daughter of Bill's owner, Kim Pagula. I don't know if you knew that. 
daughter of Bill's owner, uh, okay. would not only drink uh, a beer after, uh, I guess it was losing in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open. So it was, um, it was a little bit of a pity beer for herself, um, but she mm-hmm. had a savage remark about why she was drinking the beer. So let's roll the video and then we'll decide. Darcy Main from ESPN.com. Um, I like the Heineken. Uh, I'm trying to pee for doping, so. <laughs> Although it does help ease the loss. <laughs> I love the honesty. She's like, this is just what's happening, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to pee for doping is the most savage response anyone has ever said. I mean, obviously it's just being super sarcastic and was just fully embracing the fact that like losing sucks and like here, this is how I'm showing up. I don't necessarily want to be here. Like I'm in a full self pity mode right now. I'm drinking a beer. Uh, but I could not think of a more authentic moment like props to her for doing that. She's an absolute queen for doing that. Uh, but you, me, or we would be drinking a beer during a pre- post-game press conference. That's got to be a we. I genuinely in my heart feel like we both would do something like that because I, I, I don't want to talk about myself like this, but like we're both very authentic people. And like, I don't know about you, but I cannot for the life of me fake my emotions. Like everybody knows how I feel because you can see it on my face. It's really bad. It's something I need to work on. Um, but if I just lost a match like that and somebody put a beer in front of me, you best believe your bottom dollar. I am drinking that beer on site. <laughs> I would drink a beer after every game. I'm like, why yeah. not? Seriously. I a four peak beer specifically. I don't know about <laughs> Heineken, but if you put a four peak beer in front of my face, that's that sucker is gone. <laughs> Not just for the sake of promotion, but also I don't know that I would ever pick a Heineken out of any beer list. Like if you get, I would think I would take most beers over Heineken's, but that's for another conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. I think that would be a we though. Don't you? Yeah. You would do it too? For okay. sure. For sure. Hands down would be a we. Uh, that goes for the sarcasm and the savage <laughs> remarks as well, because I feel like you and I both would be, great at those types of press conferences <laughs> okay all right next one dodger fan hold a fast one this shocking escaped getting kicked out of a game so we think here's the video Okay, wow. so for you, for everybody listening uh, to the audio only version, basically there was a Dodger fan that was being escorted out, but the guy that was escorting him out of the game was walking in front of him. So he took his opportunity when there was an empty seat to kind of take his hat off and peel into the empty seat and sit down. And the guy that was supposed to be watching over him and kicking him out just kept walking. And, you know, I don't know if they ever came back and were able to find him or not, but that was it. Also speak of the word savage, a savage move. And I can tell you right now that would not be me. Cause I am not bold enough to do that. 
Yeah, I am a rule follower to a certain extent. So if it got to the point where (laughs) I had done something enough to get me kicked out of the baseball game, I think I'd be too scared to try something like that because I would just be internally panicking, thinking about how I'm going to try to like fix this situation. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that's either of us, Kirsten, because I'm not bold enough to try something like that, especially like if I've been in trouble, like I kind of get a little panicky. I hate nothing more than to get in trouble. Yeah. I will take calculated risks on certain things if I feel like there's no way of like getting in trouble for it. But I wouldn't have even been the person to do anything to get kicked out in the first place. And if I was getting kicked out, I most certainly would not be the one that was pulling a stunt like that. I mean, props to that guy, I guess, as long as he didn't do anything like, Maybe it was just like heckling or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Like it is what it is. Um, but as long as he didn't do anything like really bad where it was, I, I think, I think somebody would have told on him, right? Like if he had done something like yeah. Really bad. Yeah. So like he had a guy that was trying to help him out and like was the one that was like, Hey, next to me, empty seat, empty seat. He took his hat off too. He was like trying to help him blend in. He was yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So he must not have done anything that was that bad. So props to that guy, but I do not have the cojones to do anything like that. Me either. I'm a chicken. All right. Last but not least, this is a little cringeworthy of a moment for me. Um, All right. Former Notre Dame turned LSU head coach Brian Kelly poked a little bit of fun or called out, whatever you want to call it, a reporter who arrived late to his Tuesday press conference following their loss to FSU. Great game, by the way. Uh, Heartbreaking loss for them, though. So let's roll the tape and then we'll go from there. That. We'll, uh, we'll open it up to this late-arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for, we, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> but I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. Oh, my God. I can't watch that. Um... <laughs> So the reporter in this tweeted out after the fact that they arrived late because of a doctor's appointment, which doesn't really matter why you're late anyway. And then B, that it was just all fun and games. And Brian Kelly, after the fact, was, you know, like loose and fun about it. And nobody really cared. I have strong feelings on this. And this might probably this will probably be another one where it would be neither of us. Uh, but I think that is the most disrespectful and unprofessional thing you could possibly do in a press conference. First off, you're in a professional setting. Um, and you're, there's a relationship between coaches and media members that can definitely behind the scenes, be a little more friendly, um, you know, relaxed for sure. But when you're, when the cameras are on and you're in a press conference setting, there should be a, an amount of mutual respect. Even Brian Kelly, you know, making a joke about people coming in late, uh, you know, like he was like, hey, you know, basically like put a quarter in the swear jar. We'll all have it. You know, it was like basically something like that. And then he was like, well, I'll have a big bash at my house after the fact. Like that was poking fun. And that was a joke. The, the fire back response about losing from the reporter, 
is not funny. And that's in addition to you being late and out of respect, you should never be late. And so if you do pop into the back and then kind of laugh it off, apologize for it and move on, do not, in my opinion, ever be that reporter in that situation. Yeah, that was just unprofessional all around, cringe all around. Oh my God, I can't imagine doing something like that. And I know that neither you and I would do anything like that because at the end of the day, we have respect and that was not respectful. So cringe to the max. I actually um, had an incident. I won't name the school or the coach, but I had an incident where the coach... Uh, was so serious about arriving. Now, this was a post-game press conference, but they were so serious about reporters arriving on time and not leaving early so that they were not interrupting that I had a friend that was physically assaulted by a bodyguard and I was pushed aside um, and sl- the door was slammed on me. So here is the situation. I won't, again, I won't tell you what school it was, but this head coach came in with um, basically like bodyguards that shut the doors. And if you were late, you, they would not let you in the doors and they would not let you leave. And so but the school I was covering, they had announced that their players, uh, this was an away game. So the players were out in the hallway for a limited amount of time to be interviewed. Well, I was covering that team. So I needed to leave his press conference early to make sure that I got the players before they headed back on the bus. So we very quietly, like around the back, tried to very quietly sneak out the side doors. And the girl that I was with opened the door and the bodyguard slammed it on her and pushed me out of the way and said, our head coach is talking. You will not leave. And I said, excuse me, I have a job to go do. You can't keep me in here. They were like, you will not leave. And it was like this huge thing. So I know how serious some now that head coach obviously was not great, but um, he like some head coaches like are really serious about their being like respect. That is above and beyond anything. That was one of the worst experiences. And I would, you know, like, obviously I'm going to put the coach on blast, but that was pretty bad. But they're, they want like a, like a form of like respect, mutual respect, formality, although the mutual respect was, was lacking on that one. Um, but yeah, so for it, for there to be like such a contrast uh, of like different experiences within the press conference. And like, like, just remember that like, it's a professional atmosphere and like you have a reputation, whether you're that head coach that I'll never ever forget, or you're that reporter who Brian Kelly would probably never, ever forget. Right. Like just, just behave reasonably in these situations. And then all of this can be avoided. Tristan, if everybody behaved reasonably, we would have world peace. But unfortunately, that is not attainable. <laughs> Isn't that story pretty bad? I was like, yeah, crazy. that's crazy. I, I, have, I think I have an idea about what school it is, but I'll, I'll text you after I'll tell the you show. Afterwards. Okay. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for this episode of VPA Sports Podcast. For those of you in the comments who have been watching along with us, Thank you times a million. You guys are the reason we do this show. We love interacting with you. We love reading your comments and including you whenever we can. So thank you times a million. If you're listening to this on an audio only format, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me and Tirsten on Twitter. I think we're pretty funny. So, you know, 
head on over to that good old Bluebird app and give us a follow. And uh, don't forget to be part of, become a part of the PHNX family. We are here. We are been here for a year, but we have many, many more years ahead of us, making it more fun to be an Arizona sports fan. So now is the perfect time to become a part of this family. We have so many exciting things coming up in the next year that we can't even wait to share with you. So like I said, head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a member today because you are not going to want to miss on all of this awesome stuff we have coming up. We hope to see you at the ASU watch party on Saturday at Four Peaks or at the Cardinals tailgate at the Lola in Glendale on Sunday. You can get tickets or RSVP. ASU is free. Tickets to the tailgate down in our show links or on our social medias. We hope to see you there because we're both going to be there. Cheerson, are you so excited to watch football all weekend? I am, and I, uh, I'm going to see you tonight as well. I remember yesterday, I was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Not realizing that we're actually going to spend the entire weekend together watching football and hanging out and celebrating PHNX. So, are you uh, so excited to see my face? Yeah. Oh, I'll be. I'll have my fair share of Michaela this weekend. Uh, but hopefully, you guys will join us because we're we're so excited. Um, to be out there, getting to hang out, and hopefully getting to hang out with all of you guys. All right, that'll do it. We hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Go celebrate, go have some OGs, go have four peaks for us, and we will see you next Friday at 1230. Bye!